SeatGeek. I think baseball games can be a great first date. I mean, like, why not, right? Who made up this rule? There's nothing more romantic than two people sharing their passion, especially if you have great seats. Because then you can make it to the kiss cam, and if you make it and he kisses you on the kiss cam, and then, you know, it's real. It's the real deal. Like ring stuff, wedding stuff. Get your seat tickets to sports, concerts, and live events. Seat Geek. Get your seat in a seat. Use promo code BronxMachachos and save $20 off your first purchase. Ron Guidry for the most strikeouts in a single season in Yankee history. 249 passing, number 49, Ron Guidry. Starks, former pitcher of the New York Yankees, and you're listening to the Bronx Muchachos, Florida's number one New York Yankee podcast. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the newest edition of the Bronx Muchachos podcast. Your host, Mark, and tonight we got Di- we got Alex. Hello, everybody. And we got Danny. Yeah, what's good, everybody? Yo, what's good, everyone? You guys know the drill by now. Rate, subscribe, review, like, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google odyssey amazon you know the drill you know the place where we're at if you're watching us live on youtube remember hit us hit that like button hit the subscribe button let us know what's up hit us up in the chats you know the drill you hit us up for anything and everything and like always this first segment is brought to you by SeatGeek. now SeatGeek is the best place to find live tickets for sporting events concerts you name it they got it you want to go watch Godsmack? There's Godsmack up there on the screen for all those who want and with stained right now. Those who want to go check that out, they're all over that they're coming through and through. Um, use our promo code Bronx Muchachos, all one letter, all caps, one word to get your discount on your first order when you when you use it. Boys, think uh, we don't have to pour anything out today. We can say a couple nice goodbyes. As Danny's get, got a couple sniffles for the, for some for some some people who are, who are leaving us. Um, Alex, Alex's favorite person? guy, Alex's favorite guy, Josh Donaldson. Sayonara. Let the, no, no, don't let the door hit you with that. You know the good Lord. You know <laughs> that's what he gets. Exactly. He was D, he's DFA'd. He's long gone. And then uh, the official word came out today that Bader was picked up by the Cincinnati Reds. So, um, thank you know. Good for them. They, you know, they're they're moving on. We're saving Bader, saving us a little bit of dough along the way. That's what it is. What it is. Uh, there's nothing for me, nothing nothing more I got to say about that. You know, Donaldson was was he, we got him when he was washed up. He, he he had a great career beforehand. He didn't have a great career as a Yankee, and that's all we care about right now. So, oh, Mark, you are like you know building him up so much right now. Can we just move on from this guy already? I'm not building. <laughs> I'm giving him. I'm giving him his due because you know what he was. He was. He was an MVP. He did have a great career. He just sucked as a Yankee, and that, that's all. That's all there is to it. Bader had his moment in the playoffs for us, and that's been it. He's been injured. He's been injured. So I'm not. I'm not one to say. I'm just sitting here going. I'm not sad to see them leave. 
they you know they're those two guys leaving opens up more opportunities for other people which we're which we will be talking about so i, I will say for bader, for, for bader i will definitely say good luck good luck over in cincy do what you got to do don't get in the il and um you know hopefully make it to see a playoff baseball if not it is what it is <laughs> and um like i said for um for donaldson deuces go ahead danny <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, when the trade first went down, I think I was probably the only guy that that liked it, and uh, just because we got yeah. we were able to get rid of yeah. Gary, um, and you know, I saw the promise and potentially Donaldson being something, but obviously he turned out to be terrible. He had a six 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 OPS with us. I'm just gonna let that sit. That is not. Like so, that's not a mark you want to leave with any type of franchise. But I'm, I'm not a religious. Games. I'm not a religious man or anything like that. But oh my god. Yeah, but that's not a good omen. Um, but you know, Bader. Obviously, I've spoken about this many times. Local kid, grew up in you know my neighborhood. You know, he grew up where I went to college. So there's a lot of local ties with Harrison Bader. He's even on one of the Yes Yes Network shows in my neighborhood, like at one of the delis that I used to go to growing up. So it's just like he he wore my favorite number. So I have a lot of affinity for Harrison Bader, but at the end of the day, beyond the personal stuff, like as a player, he just turned out to be what we hoped he was not going to be, which is, you know, a, a fourth outfield bat with exceptional defense. And, um, um, you know, Hope he does well in Cincinnati. Hope he helps them push across um, and get to the playoffs. You know, that's – but that's about it, you know. Um, it was great to see him in pinstripes, and I'm sure it was a great experience for him. Yeah, I mean, he hometown kid wanted to play for, wanted to play for oh, the yeah. team he grew up with. It was great mm-hmm. for him. But you didn't was, – Danny, you didn't see what he said over on Yes earlier? Well, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's, he's yeah. a New York kid. Uh, you mm-hmm, know, yeah. he got the opportunity to wear pinstripes exactly. and – I would cry too, bro. Like, shit, yeah, no, man. Every, like, one hundred percent. Like, let's be yeah. real. Like, if you're growing up, any New Yorker, like, would love to. Any kid and growing up anywhere would want to be grow, playing for their home team that or the team that they grew up, like, um, rooting for, mm-hmm. utilizing everything like that. Like, let's be real. Like, I don't care if you're a Met fan, a Yankee fan, a Red Sox. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. you love that team. There's a part of your heart's like I want to play for that team if I get that chance, because we all know life and all the great anything in sports is all about life and chances. It's like you got to be lucky. It's all about be lucky to get what you got to get and skill. And like, hey, oh sorry, Alex, go. No, 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 go, 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 no, 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 not. Well, all I was gonna say is like the past three years we've been kind of lucky. Like Andrew Velasquez, Fordham Prep product, go Rams, right? Mm-hmm. Anthony Volpe, growing up on the east side, then moving to Jersey and still being a Yankee fan. His dad calling it WFAN, you know, consistently being a huge Yankee fan. And then, well, both his parents are huge Yankee fans. And then Harrison Bader, like, for city kids, this is a really cool time to be a Yankee fan and, and see that. To see, like, hey, you know what? Like, getting to the Bronx is not a pipe dream. We've seen it three consecutive years where Local that, kids are, are getting here to the Bronx. That is something, though, that I have seen lately. And it actually has been shocking as a fan to see a lot of local grown 
um, players making it, kids making it to the um, Yankees. It's like, I'm not used to that really. I'm used to seeing just like a bunch of big names and like not too many local people. So it's like, it's a real treat to see that, hey, you know, there's there's kids over in the tri-state area that are doing well, making it and living out their dreams that they want to live out. Well, not just that, but then it's showing also that it's all, it, there's a lot of other things that go on with it, that people in the background are also work the the hard work that goes on there the academies that are up there all that stuff that's that's there i mean you can see that baseball is not a dying not dying in the northeast as well there's mm -hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of talent that's there um was not it there's another basketball <laughs> no exactly i mean there was another there was a kid you know from the new york area that was drafted i think he was i think he was either second round or supplemental draft but i mean just to just to be in that kind of in up that high in a draft from a high schooler that says a whole lot, especially when you don't when they can't play that often. You know what I mean? Like yep. their season doesn't start until the end of March because <laughs> the ground is too cold still to play. Yep. But you know, go. It's hey, sorry. You know, they're those two are those two are gone. But you know, the show goes on, as they say, and the show goes on with people that I think we've all been one. We've all all definitely been waiting for to come up, and I think for some of us, the next guy who's also wanting up here but i don't know if everyone still wanted him where he, the position where he's at so uh without further ado tomorrow we will be seeing the arrival of the martian jason dominguez Woo! and also no relation no relation no relation and we will also be seeing austin wells so our number one so our number one who I still think one one Dominguez I still think is our number one prospect. I don't care what the pipeline says; they get mm -hmm. they get a lot of things wrong. Mm -hmm. um, one Dominguez is our number one prospect. He should, and then Austin Wells our number one catching prospect. Both of, both of whom are highly touted. Let's get you know Austin Wells first round draft pick two thousand twenty. Dominguez uh, everyone knows that everyone knows that I don't have we don't have to go down we don't have to go down the the, the road for that. But the fact that we have a twenty year old uh, coming up to play and. Hopefully he, you know, and from what I hear is he's going to be coming in playing center field. He's not, they're not moving him over, over the place. He's coming in playing. I don't care. I got, for me, I'm going to split this out there. I got zero expectations. I don't care how good or bad he does. Just play, just play. I want him to play as much. If I don't care if it's, Hey, play two games here, play, you know, get, get five days off or whatever. I don't care. Just get him up there. Let him play. Let him get acclimated. Then go forward from there. Then put him, put him on, um, put him on. There, he's been on the fast track. Let him go now. That's that's where it's at for him. Austin Wells, that bat was supposed to could have been up here at the beginning of the season for me. It's just that the catching position, catching position was where you don't know what's going on with it. I mean, he's come a long way. Uh, Danny, Danny, and I've had a lot of conversations about that. He's come a long way, but he's still not right where you want him to be. I don't think he's where you want him to be still, but I say let him catch I, I say he jumps over Ben Robert and he gets at least two gates, you know, two out of the five guys to catch. And I hope he catches after the after this go around, I hope he catches Garrett Cole after that personally. Cause I think letting the two of them kind of work together, letting Garrett Cole take him under his wing and kind of show him the ropes, teach him, let him like have him understand the whole mental side of the game and the catching part, how a catcher should be with an ace. I think that's, I think that will help move, get that IQ up even higher than where it's at. So I'm going to throw it to you guys. Let let everyone go. What you think, Daniel, why don't we throw it to you first? You know, we give, 
I give Brian Cashman a lot of flack. And I've said for quite some time that the kids need to be up. Um, and now they're up and it's super exciting. Got that news. Wow. I, I was at a school event for my daughter. And then, you know, <laughs> I see the stuff from us where it's just like, you know, Jay Dom's in the show. And I was like, what? <laughs> I literally cheered. Bro, we were going like, crazy. I we were going crazy on that five. Oh, my God. It was so good. Uh, that was just, you know, it, it made my day. So I'm really excited for tomorrow. Um, the thing, the jink, the things with with Jay Dom and Arsenal Wells, like they provide some quality in terms of, uh, you know, left-handed bats, some diversity, and you know we've been running out right-handed heavy lineups lately. Um, I, I wish Anthony Rizzo was healthy. I really do, um, because him and Giancarlo being in the clubhouse, welcoming these young guys in. There's not going to be any pressure to win. There's zero pressure to win because we're not going to win for the most part, right? Um, that's not the expectation. But hopefully these guys could inject some energy into the clubhouse and Judge, Giancarlo, Rizzo could kind of take them under their wing and, and show them how to be big leaguers, prepare every day, get ready to play, and uh, hopefully that leads to some success. I don't expect anything – Results-wise, from either guy, like we see what's going on with, with Everson Pereira, four for thirty-seven, I think, at, at this point to start off his career. Um, uh, Pereira, with, a, with a bunch of strike, with a bunch of strikeouts, so. you know, a bunch of bunch of strikeouts. This is kind of like reminiscent of Judge when he first came up. So you know, hey, let let them get the feel of big league pitching, get them 50, 60, 70 at bats this month, right? Whatever the case may be, and, and see what happens going forward in twenty four, but. I'm just, I'm super excited. I'm super excited. Like, <laughs> the Martian, bro. Like, what? Like, I did not expect this whatsoever. I, I, we were talking about this two podcasts ago, whatever our case may be. Mm-hmm. But I was like, yeah, he's. Because the Yankees have just been traditionally so, so conservative with their prospects. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. they're going to screw this kid too. So, you know, I was wrong and I'm glad I'm wrong. And just like, get him in center field, roaming there every day and let's go. I mean, yeah, 100%, Danny, like, this was a, a – well, I want to say shock, but not too much of a shock because on Tuesday when that news came out about the releases going on that that was going on when, when Josh Donaldson happened, the news Josh Donaldson happened, our chat, we were already speculating ourselves, like, they're going to be moving him up. They're going to possibly be moving. We weren't 100% sure. None of us were. But we had that thought, like, they're going to probably bring up J-Dom. Like there's, they're, they're going to bring up what we already had thought about Wells. And then to add that news in there, we're like, well, what's going to happen? Like it was, a, it was excitement for all of us. And then now that we have this news, I want you to Danny to lower your expectations a little bit right now. We all need to lower our expectations right now because one, oh, yeah. this is what J Dom is doing right now. Austin Wells, not as much. Austin Wells is probably more like showing what he's ready for, for next season. But J Dom, I feel right now is that this is his chance to get his feet wet, understand it. So then that way, next season, when it starts up, I'm not saying he makes it to the show. If he makes it to the show, it is what it is. I'm not, I'm not here to complain. You know, it is what it is. But I'm on expectations that he's going to be back down there in the minors still and doing some more fine-tuning until he till they think that he is 100 percent ready. They just look mm-hmm. at this opportunity as a way that, hey, we could give you better, better pitching better 
training, better everything, better skill, better experience to be out there in the real show instead of being okay. You're working out for the AAA team, making it possibly for a championship or playoffs or whatever's going on. I'm not 100% going sure what's going on right there at the moment, but it's like that's going to help him out. That experience will help him out so to help him get become a better player for the future. That's how I look at it. It's a really it's a godsend. This is this for me. This is very reminiscent of 1995 when the, when the Yankees had had brought up Derek Jeter and and Jorge Posada. They didn't they they played them sporadically, but they but they were there and they were sitting in the dugout for the playoff series against uh, the Mariners. Then next year, they those guys uh, was I think yeah Posada was up, but he wasn't but he wasn't really that Posada wasn't important to the Yankees until. 99 but Jeter was up there i mean everyone was up there ready to go this is where i think it's going to be i think it's going to be the same thing where wells and and dominguez are going to come up there i don't see them going back down i think that this is this is their this is each one's audition for next season that they're they're having the auditions right now and i think there's a lot of auditions going on i think there, there's an audition for for Peraza out there i think there's a Pereira's got getting an audition as well i think that there's they might have a little bit more pressure on the two of those guys, but I also said I've also said this. I think that with Wells and Dominguez coming up, these are more of your superstars um, prospects that are now beginning to come up, as opposed to Peraza, Volpe, Pereira. Those guys. Not to say they're not superstars, but they're. I think they're a level, just a level below what what Wells and Dominguez can can provide for you overall. And I think that. These guys coming up here right now, letting them get their feet wet, doing their thing, boom, they're going to turn around and they're going to fly out the door and they're going to do their they're going to do their stuff. They're going to start off next season and whether they whether they do great or not, it doesn't matter. I think that they're they're going to be penciled in. For, I think Wells is going to be penciled in for at least two out of the two two out of the five pitchers next year, uh, maybe three, depending on who who they keep because they if they get rid of Higgy, then they could move. Um, they moved Trevino back down to two, you know, catching two days out of the week, two out of the five games. Then, and you got Dominguez roaming center field until he can't roam there anymore. And then, then you can move him on to the corner outfield. But I think that this is, I think this is the, this is the track record they're going to have. Cause then they got, there's a lot of guys that are going to be coming and following their footsteps afterwards. And I think they're going to, they're going to set the bar, you know, Volpe set the offensively set the bar at a really good level. This past year, twenty a twenty twenty kid, first time in I can't tell you how long that's happened as a rookie, especially as a Yankee rookie. Let's put that let's put that one out there. It's never happened. Yeah, that's it's what never happened. Yeah, he's the first one. So he said he set a bar. I think that we can we can say that the other, that these two guys can supersede that the bar that Volpe set this year, and that and that's my I, I, that's that's for and for next meaning going into next year. I think batting average wise. Which is a stat that you know you guys. But I think, but, but, but really care you don't about, right? It, you don't look at yeah, that but, much, but I think that coming, I think it that's coming back around. Batting average is yeah. coming back, right? So I think a guy like Wells and Dominguez are going to be higher batting average wise than what we've seen from Volpe this year, because well, obviously we, we saw that hole in the swing early on this year, and that really just affected him completely. And ever since the shaken palm. 124 once uh, created plus, um, and he's just been a 787 OPS. Like Anthony Volpe's just been a stud, and it's been over a 60 game stretch. 
I think he's hitting 250, close to like 330, 340 on base. That slug is around 400. So it's like we, we're seeing the real Anthony Volpe, that homer today to get to the 2020. Like, wow, bro, since he's been in a three-hole to do that, like there's just a clutch gene in him, and we're seeing it more and more. And I, I think if the Yankees were better and Anthony Volpe just played uh, play shortstop the way he's been playing, which is amazing, 13 defensive runs saved, three outs above average. He's in the line for a gold glove as a, I was going to say freshman, as a, as a rookie shortstop for the New York Yankees. Like, wow. that Just that alone is, is amazing. Put that in conjunction with the 2020 season. His OPS is over 700 right now. Like, Anthony Volpe is showing us that he could be a superstar in this, in this league. Um, if you get a J-Dom up, those two guys up the middle, Austin Wells, we've been talking about this for years since the podcast started, how building up the middle is going to produce championships. If Austin Wells could be any type of a average defensive catcher and J-Dom could be average to above average defensively in the outfield and center, like we, we're, we're golden up the middle. Glaber's already proven himself to be an all-star second baseman. Obviously, defensively, he's had a kind of a up and down year, but offensively, 22 homers, leading well, 23 homers, leading all second baseman in that category. Like his OPS is over 800 at this point right now as well. Like I'm just super excited for what could be the future middle of this ball club for you know the next five to ten years. Yo, you're you're right. You're you're 100 right about that. Um, and don't forget, I mean, we'll go down, go, we can go down the rabbit hole a little bit because mm-hmm. you have Spencer Jones in double A too, and he's mm-hmm. beginning to knock on the door. And he, I'm, I'm sure they haven't, they, they're just releasing the Arizona Fall League is just right now releasing the team who, which, you know, every, the five teams that everyone's playing for. I have an idea. I have a thought that Spencer, that Spencer Jones is going to Arizona Fall League for the Yankees. They're, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're pushing him now. I think that they see, what Wells has done, they've seen what Dominguez has done. They see how Volpe's turned turned off, especially offensively, his season around. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they're. I think, like I said, I think the cornerstones of like your superstar cornerstones are now up here with with Jadom and 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 Wells. I think that they believe that Spencer Jones has is more athletic than all of all those guys combined and can do a lot more things. Another left-handed bat, so. Actually, I was going to say something on that on that, that part, Mark, because think about it for a minute. If Rizzo wasn't injured, we would have three lefty bats. <laughs> we, well, That's the most in who knows how long. <laughs> but don't forget, well, don't forget, we had, you know, when even when he when he was there, you still had Bowers, you still had McKinney that played. And, and yeah, they're quad eight players. You know, we don't we don't have to go down that road, but we they still put start putting some lefty bats up there. I'm excited to have regular left-handed bats. More importantly, I'm re- excited to have a couple switch hit, you know, at least one switch hitter, which is always important. Now you can add that add on to that because there are going to be kids coming up that can do that stuff as well. And I mean, they're for, they're further down the line, but give me give me a Spencer Jones in the outfield, mm-hmm. give me D- Dominguez out in the outfield, you know, pair the two of them up with with an Aaron Judge out there, and have him take them under their wings. Have have you know Rizzo being you know being Judge's conciliary and just. Keeping it being the clubhouse glue guy, doing the things he needs to do, you know what I'm saying? Like Glaber can Glaber being part, you know, one of the leading leaders in the in the Hispanic faction in the Yankee clubhouse, 
can bring in the Dominguez and help him and push him along, especially the Glaber turnaround and very early on wanting to learn English. And Dominguez shows that he wants to learn English, speak in English, and he can help, he can be the guy to kind of facilitate that stuff. There are there are the makings, whether and this is whether Glaber stays or not in the offseason, but that's going to be a whole that's down the line. That's in this offseason, we're going to talk about all that stuff. But they have the makings of a, of a true foundation now, which is going to have your a, a decent amount of of uh of vets with led by Judge. You got Rizzo there, you're gonna have Stanton there, and we'll talk about Stanton a little bit later on the show as well. But those guys, then you add in your Volpe, your Dominguez, your Wells. And I'm just gonna highlight those three right there to kind of make it make it a nice even even 50-50 right there. That right there, that's 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 six bats in that that those six bats in your lineup, you could have what three you know you could have them split three and three righty lefty righty lefty righty lefty and that could do that could be terrorizing wow. people that could terrorize people because they won't because they won't be able to pitch them the same way mm-hmm. when did paying for airfare become so unfair at southwest we do things differently so differently we invented a word for it transparency Transparency means we don't dream up ways we can trick you into paying more. It means respect. Because we don't just fly you. We like you. Need points for that special vacation this year? Visit the Southwest Rapid Rewards link on our link tree and make a purchase of Southwest Rapid Rewards points today. So... Especially the ability to split up Judge and Stanton, and I, I, you know, obviously next year is going to be really interesting, and I, I would love to see Anthony Volpe take that jump and and be our leadoff hitter and have Judge in that two spot, and you know, uh, Alex, we're going to be talking about lineups here a little bit, but mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm going to kind of give my little preview to 2024, not so much for the coming game, but uh, Anthony Volpe leadoff, a Judge in the two spot, Anthony Rizzo three. Uh, Stanton four, maybe we have an Austin Wells depending on how he does in that five hole. Jay Dom in the six hole, like maybe maybe DJ in that seven depending on how matchups are, and then wrap it up with a, a Perazzo or Pereira. How however the all season shakes out, but like those. Top how the hell did you get in my house? How'd you get in my house? <laughs> those top six names. I didn't show you my damn just, paper. It, you leave no, the door, house. That's why. <laughs> this is analog. I, I, I didn't even use digital media. I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I beat you to a punch, man. But no, this, this is I'm gonna your change idea up my mind. I'm gonna change my mind up right now. Then I'm gonna change it up right now. Nah. This, is, this is for tomorrow's <laughs> game that you... I have in my thought. This is tomorrow's game. Exactly. Hey, Rizzo is not playing Rizzo, tomorrow. Remember, so okay. You don't gotta worry okay, about it. I guess that. We're, we're just transitioning. Okay, because ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow Rodon starts. That's who our starter is. Everyone yeah. just so we know. Okay. Yeah. So go ahead. Keep on going. So that way we know. Remember. Yeah, I think I'm gonna wrap up with Peraza and Pereira, mm-hmm. depending on how things mm-hmm. go in 2024. But mm-hmm. um uh, unless we add some players or whatever the case may be, um, that's who we should be thinking about at this point. But go ahead, Alex. I mean, for future wise, we're also good because of Glaber right now, because you gotta give it up. Like I've given him the man yep. trash this whole season long, but he is leading he is leading the majors in second base home runs right now. So like, let's be real. Like, I'm not going to give, I'm not going to trash the man at all because there's no point in trashing him right now because it's the end of the season. And he's kind of the captain of that infield. 
at this point right now. He's going to have to be the one leading away and teaching the, and, and helping these guys out until Rizzo comes down. Then Rizzo does exactly what he has to do because, you know, Rizzo's older. <laughs> but the, my lineup for tomorrow is I got DJ first because, you know, come on. The, the Yankees love putting DJ at for leading off, okay? And he's uh, earned it lately. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Sean, Sean uh, Casey's first form. Judge right field. Glaber second. Stan, I want him DHing. I want Dominguez in the five hole. That's what I want. Wow. I want Volpe then going. And then I want Wells over. I want Wells in the, um, in the seven hole. And then Pereira per- and Peraza. That's how I got it. And like, I think it's a good. It, I had that swap with the Wells and Dominguez for the reason why is because you know what? I don't want Wells going. He's a catcher. So I don't want him going out there that early. I want him to get a little bit more behind the plate. And then especially with Rodon, depending on how Rodon plays tomorrow. So that way he at least we could, he could do a, do the captain and, and work with Rodon and get Rodon doing what he has to do. Because come what? Only two pitches that Rodon's going to be thrown anyway tomorrow. <laughs> Let's be real. He needs to make sure he has some sort of location for these two pitches that's going to be thrown. Like how intimidating is that for a rookie catcher to come up and, Catch Carlos Rodon, who's like one of the most. It's probably worse than what was cold. It'll be worse than what was cold. I'll be real. You think so? Yes. In terms of game plan, I don't know, man. Uh, Rodon is. I think I think Cole would take him would take him off to the side. And be like, we're I'm throwing bullpens to you. I'm going. We're going to do this, and I'm and I'm going to tell you what I want. This is how this is going to look. This is how this is going to look. This is going to going to look. Cole Cole will take will take him through through like a. A thing where it's gonna where he's gonna give him a PhD real fast in, in pitching, especially how he pitches, and that's and he's the benchmark for w- everybody else on that team. So I think I, that's why I say Wells pitching catching Cole is a is nothing but a good thing. But I don't think I don't think Wells is gonna catch tomorrow. I think well I think well I think, well I think Wells catches over the weekend. I don't think he catches tomorrow. I think he catches tomorrow. Like what's what's the worst that we're gonna lose out of it? Come on, you got Rodon throwing what after nine starts? Come on, he's doing a five ninety seven. Come on, who cares? What do we gotta lose? A game? Big deal. What do we have to win? We we take out we we, we take one out from Houston right now. You know what I'm looking at right now? I want to be the spoiler to everybody for the rest of the season. You're in a playoff race. You're in a hunt for the playoffs. I want you to lose to the Yankees. Why? So that way you have a harder time getting into the playoffs. Toronto in the end of the season got to go against us twice. Great. I want them out of the playoffs because the Yankees took them out. Um, Houston, they got this series against Houston. Guess what? I want us to sweep this series in Houston, not for us to make it to the playoffs, just to make it harder on them making it to the playoffs. After everybody yeah. else. I don't I care. Get, I, get, I, get, I get what you're saying, but he, well, don't forget, you got Justin Verlander pitching tomorrow. Now, do you want to throw a couple of rookies at Justin Verlander right now? I don't. Yes. Do you want that? Do you want to break them in like that? It's a tough, yes. yo. <laughs> I. That's a tough first a, that's, call, man. It's tough. It's a tough first 100%. call. I mean, the, you know, because it could go either way. When it could go, the, the downside of this whole thing is that they turn around, they put them in there, and then you got everybody. You know, everyone. Go, oh well, look what look what happened. You br- you bring these kids up there, and yet, and once again, we got kids that are failing. That's why. That's why I don't want that to happen. I think that if they're. If you have low expectations for them, that's fine. And I think you put if you have a well starting tomorrow, you bat him eighth. You have a Dominguez starting, you bat him, you bat him ninth or something like that. You put them at the bottom of the lineup where there is no pressure. Don't you just do what you're gonna do. 
I want them to have zero pressure just to just to play the game that they know how to play. I'm gonna make a bold prediction. You can hear it first. We all know what I mean, happened. Deming, 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 Deming is home run. They're going yeah, back hold to up, <laughs> hold on one second. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it this way. I'm gonna, I'm gonna paint the story. 2003 World Series. The mound. To that you, you we oh, lost. You, you got to start over because we lost. Yeah, it. you lost. Oh, okay, 2003. okay. 2003. All right. 2003 World Series. The Rocket Roger Clemens Hall of Famer is on the mound. Miguel Cabrera is up at bat. There's a high fastball that buzzes Cabrera. Later on in the bat, Mickey goes deep. Apple Taco off of the rocket. Tomorrow, J-Dom is in Houston, where we all hate to play as Yankee fans, where, where, we, where we hate to be as Yankee fans. And, you know, it's a close game, and J-Dom is up there, uh, left-handed bat, and he, he porches one in Houston to give us a lead late in the game. It's like, how cool would that be for, for a J-Dom to come in and and, and show like, hey, the Martian is here, and I don't care who's on the mound. It could be a Hall of Famer. We already know Justin Verlander's headed to the Hall of Fame. I'm gonna take him deep. Like how? Like just the story behind it will be really cool. And I'm speaking into the universe and positive affirmations, like the secret, right? Like <laughs> J. Dom, come on, let's go. Make me, make me right. Or it could go for four or four Ks. I don't. I don't waste. You know, something. It's, it's not gonna be anywhere in between. You know, so. Um, and Jay Dom's like, there's a good time to mention in his one week in AAA, Jay Dom, 419 batting average. Well, it was like a, a 514 on base, a 581 slug. He had 10 ribeye stakes in six games, six walks compared to three strikeouts. Like, Jay Dom went up to AAA and was like, yo, uh, e- 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 like, I'm a, I'm gonna be here for a week and I'm a bounce. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm headed to the bigs. Like I'm out of here. Like, look at Dave. He's over here wanting um, want J Dom go against uh, Justin Verlander. It looks like he wants Wells and and J Dom up there. He wants the Martian yeah. going against Verlander. He wants Wells going against Verlander. Woo. Yeah. I want to the big leagues. Yeah, mm, but I, I, I think I think Wells's approach should probably be better off against against Verlander. I think I think because because. Not just the fastballs, but Wells has a more of a professional approach to it. Like he he still he's more he still goes gap to gap, and he he could put he could in Yankee Stadium he'll get twenty he'll get twenty tanks in the Yankee Stadium minimum. But yeah. he he just he just knows how he just knows how to hit. Like the dude knows how to hit. And I mean, if if they if they moved him off of catcher earlier on, moved him to first base, moved him to the outfield, he would have been in the big leagues like last year or last year or definitely the beginning of the season. Let's look, uh, Austin Wells has had a really good year, too. I mean, the batting average is not what I thought it would be. Uh, I don't think anybody would expect him to be like a 240 hitter because just in, in his past, he's been nothing but he rakes at every level, whether it's the slug, batting average, getting on base. But 240 batting average, 333 um, on base, 442 slug, right? And this is across all three leagues from single A when he did that rehab, um, double A where he spent majority of the season. Um, where he mm-hmm. hit 11 homers, 50 RBIs. And in AAA, you know what? Five homers, 20 RBIs, 16 walks, um, 34 strikeouts, and 146 plate appearances. So he's he's right around there, like league average. 349 on base, 452 slug. Like, good for 17 homers, 72 RBIs for Austin Wells. Those are really respectable numbers from a catcher. 
Yeah. You know, and he has seven stolen bases to boot. And last year he stole 16. So he's athletic too. Mm-hmm. And it goes for what's going on with the this the organization anyway. It's like if we're trying to get to the way the rest of the league is that they're playing younger baseball and we're playing we're over here play, playing retirement home baseball. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. If we could get to playing like, you know, like with all the kids, then we're actually going to be competitive again because right now, yeah, everyone else got younger and we just got kept on getting older. Well, we did. We also, were we were young at one point, and then those, we all those guys they got they got old, and we just and mm-hmm. instead of really replacing them with the young, yeah, they they got old fast. This the, the those baby bombers got old really fast, and we never replaced them with the younger guys. We instead the Yankees turned around, they replaced them with quad A guys that were older. But like, let's be real on that. Let's be real. We've been you, we have all been having like since we've known each other, been having this discussion that they've been taking way too long. On this, let's be real. We before this pod even started, we were having the talk that this team is getting old quickly, and we see the writing on the walls. Like, why did it take not just us but all of Yankee Land to that 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 wasn't blind to stupidity, because to the the glare and the blitz and all that kind of stuff, like to realize like this team is not what it needs to be. And when they kept on bringing out mediocre after mediocrity, that's all they kept on bringing. Like, it kept on staying, like, a mediocre team coming out to us, showing us the same thing. It's like, thanks. I want something new. And we didn't get anything new. Okay? It's like, okay, here's Rodon. We didn't want Rodon. Here's IKF. Okay, cool. We'll take IKF. But but you got to take – but you need to take um, uh, a Donaldson. We don't want a Donaldson. Like, you could have kept him. We would have been happy just taking the IKF. Like, yeah, but he, you weren't getting. Yeah, yeah, the, the deal was you weren't going to get. You were Yeah, you weren't going to get IKF well, not get, with, without, without taking that on. I mean, we're we're not. I'm not disagreeing with you and any of this stuff. But it's like we and we all know the history. It's like, and I don't like it that we got screwed up. That the team, the organization, got screwed and put into a corner. That they had to be bringing out the old folks home to try to play a game when the game all of a sudden becomes faster because of a pitch clock. And it's like, oh, no, it's too fast. Oh, no. I don't know what it was that happened to some of these guys, but it's horrible. And it's like there's still one big move that I still believe that has to happen in this offseason. And I'm going to stick by it. And like I said last week, it's how gets out of Stanton's contract somehow, some well, way. We're going we're we're to talk, talk about that in a, in a, in a couple. We're going we're gonna to swing over to that in a couple minutes. Let's finish. Let's finish off. Well, let's finish up okay. with the kids, and then then I'll, then, you, then you can go right and see that rant. You really want yeah. to? There are two teams I wanna I wanna kind of highlight in terms of um, bringing up the young kid. Baltimore and and we it, it's Baltimore and I and you see the effect that that's had already. Um, Adley Rushman's been a stud. Um, Gunnar Henderson, right? Rushman's been up for a couple of years. He's 25. Gunnar Henderson's 22. And, you know, he's in a candidate for uh, Rookie of the Year. And then you, want, you go over to Cincinnati, right? And you see Ellie De La Cruz, Christian and Canarcio Strand. Like, these guys are making impacts. Matt McClain. Like, these guys are making an impact at the big league level. And they're, like, all under 25. And you see that... Um, it's a young man's game. And you see the electricity that Ellie De La Cruz brings to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Matt McClain's been like a steady Eddie type of guy, although, you know, he's on the 10-day uh, 10, uh, 10 IL now. Um, Christian and Carnarcio Strand, 
like hit a walk off look what J-Rod's uh, doing out in, uh, in, in Seattle too and yeah. J-Dom like yeah like there's there's dudes all over um, this game that have been um, making an impact on the young guys so um, I'm excited for, for that and I'm glad the Yankees are following that trend I, I agree, and I think one of the things that the Yankees had to do is they finally they finally accepted that they have young guys that they could use because it used to be that they would get they would bring them up, you know it's you know the path to the big leagues is littered with the, with the Yankee uh, failed prospects or the overhyped prospects that we've had over the years, uh, you know Clint, Clint Frazier and his injury, Miguel Andujar and his injury as well, both of whom could have gotten Garrett Cole for if we ever if that trade ever went through. You know, you have a Debbie Garcia, you got um, a Chance Adams, you have Estevan Floreal, you got all you got all these guys that have that have come through and have, go go all the way back to, to when the Yankees. To when I what I really do believe that when the trend started, the Yankees messing up their prospects was was Jabba Chamberlain when mm-hmm. they when they messed they messed him up back in the mid mid two thousands and that was and that's been a wrap and ever since then it's kind of it's kind of steamrolled into they've they will mess they will they won't get it right. And hopefully this is this is bucking the trend. I think that um, there's a lot of guys that, that that they brought up that have worked out one way or the other. You know, Glaber's worked out. Gary, if I think Gary would have worked out better if they didn't go through have three different heading coaches and six uh, th- three different catching coaches in six years for him. They I mean, that's cool. they 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 screwed him over. They that's another you know that's another guy they screwed over. And he, you know what? Guess what? He's doing really well in San Diego. He's doing really well in San Diego, so you know that you know good and good and good for him. Um, you know, like we said, and, you know Volpe, the first half of the season, was offensively was pretty much atrocious, but he's you know he's flipped he's flipped it around. Um, I think you know for him you're gonna you're gonna turn around you're gonna see him doing like, I think he'll be like a two fifty batter going forward. You know, somewhere in that range. That's not that's not. 20, 20, 20 ding dongs. Say what? 80, you know, you get some 80 stakes in there, 50, you know, 60 to 80 stakes along the way. I can see that happening. I, I can see that happening. And, you know, but his oh, calling card's going to be, yeah, his, his calling card is going to, is going to straight up be his speed. And as long as his, his speed stays there, he's going to, he's going to be good to, he's going to be good to go. So, but I'm really, I'm really looking forward to to what the what the what these two with Wells and Dominguez are going to bring to the table and how they go from there. Um, but with with the with the youngsters coming up, we had a couple a couple guys leaving. Comes down comes time to the point where we're going to have to see more of the of our unathletic older players go. And as Alex eloquently pointed out earlier. The one major name that is out there that fits that bill is John Carlos Stanton. So, as I as I step off this my soapbox and I will leave it to Alex, he will let him go on his soapbox rant. Please take it away, my good friend. I'm not ready for that yet, sir. No, actually, I am. Um, <laughs> this after after before, you be ready. <laughs> well, that whole thing now. You know what? Now I'm not ready. I'm just gonna let you keep on talking forever. No, as I was saying, to get we need to get rid of John Carlos Stanton. Okay, how? Do what you got to do. Make some phone calls. If, you, if you're going to bring up the rookies for next season and have us with having rookies and all that good stuff, you're going to have a payroll go down. Guess what? Eat it up when you need to eat it up. If, it, if, it, if you 
John Carlos, have a friendly night. I don't care where you have it. You could have it at a strip club. You could have it at a steak shop, at, at a steakhouse for all I care. I don't care where you do it. Okay. You could be doing it between dances. I'm going to be real with you guys, everybody, right now. Get John Carlos out of here somehow, some way. Pay him the money that he wants. Pay a team so that way they take, take him away. Do what you got to do. I don't care. He is a stopgap that he's going to be here too long. And then I don't want to see him here. I don't. I don't want to see that horrible swing that he refuses to kick a leg. Okay. The guy looks like he's going to die legitimately. He can't run. I'm not saying any of us can run, but come on. You're a major league ball player. You need to run better than us. <laughs> okay. And like you, you, the only thing you do is you just are a meathead that you go to the gym and I, Cool. I'll give it to you. Go work out, John Carlos. But come on, man. You're a hindrance to the team. Go, 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 go to LA. You can work on, 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 on Venice Beach, be a muscle man over there and be a Dodger. It'll make you happy. That's my rant. That's my dream. I hope you listen to me. Danny, go take over. Sits it right to you. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't feel that strongly, <laughs> but um, I think, you know, obviously this, this is, is the opposite, here. sir. The opposite. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, this has just been a really down year for Giancarlo. And I, I'm curious to see what type of value he has going forward. It's been, it's been like almost 200 games of him being mediocre, at least with the batting average. The power is still obviously there. Um, but over his last 200 games, he's probably hitting around 210, something like that. And I'm, I'm being conservative. I don't have the number in front of me, but um, the power is there. Oh, oh, John Carlos doesn't like it. See, he wants out too. Yeah, no. He's tapped your phone, man. He's, cut, he's cutting you out. <laughs> we we don't like, need no, a one-trick leave, pony. Let me leave. Yeah. We don't need a one-trick pony in our lineup. We, we just really don't. Like, we, he, he could barely play the outfield. I mean, when he does play the outfield, he's adequate, if that, right? And – you know, when he's up to, to hit, it's a homer or nothing. Um, so Bro. he needs to be better. Period. Bottom line, blank. But he's you know? not going to be. Well, I, I'm not sure if he could. I'm not. I'm not sure if I if I'm willing to say that just yet. My thing How is are you not? Alex, hold on. My thing is this: is that I think we can we can put a lot of a lot of things you can put the blame on John Carlo, but the all these leg injuries and whatnot. I put that solely on the Yankees because they screwed him over from the minute they got him. They used him as a DH when he was when he was the reigning MVP. You know what I'm saying? He was a reigning MVP in the outfield, and they put it. They decide, you know what? We're gonna put you in the. We're gonna sit you down. And guess what? That's not worked out. That's a Yankee. That's that is a full on Yankee problem right there. That they screwed. That another. We talk about another guy. Guys get screwed up. He is another one that got screwed up because of what the Yankees wanted to do. That is that is that is my full on belief that if he played the outfield and you could have moved Judge to left, if you wanted him in right field, you could have put him in right field. You could put Judge in left field. Do whatever whatever configurations you wanted at that point. It could he would have been he would have been fine playing the outfield. It's the Yankees turned around and said no, we're not going to have you out there. We don't think that you can you can withstand it all. And and it was just became a vicious cycle of we're not playing you in the field. You're not and then I get hurt. He gets hurt anyway. Puts him in the field. He doesn't get. He's not too bad. And then he and he and then they take him out of the field. He starts getting hurt again. Right. The writing was like, on the wall for years that, to, to keep him in the field, and they didn't and they didn't follow through. 
but 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 let's be real, Mark. Let's be real. This the Yankee organization has been messing up on things on analytics anyway for a while now. In my opinion, it's been a good minute. It's just that it took this long for it to finally the wheels come fall off the car. It, that's right. what it, it is. Okay. No, you're 100. You're 100 right. And to, to for your point right there, mm-hmm. there was a quote. By, there was a quote by Hal Steinbrenner that's today. What I was going to bring up to. Yep. That he's exactly they're bringing, bringing, out, they're bringing in, he's bringing an outside company to review what how the Yankees analytics are being interpreted. Mm-hmm. So finally, someone else is going to maybe maybe this is maybe this is the breakthrough that we need to to really punt Mike Fishman out of this organization in, in its in his entirety. Take him, take his team, and send them to the moon. Take Higgy along with them. Send him out of here too. Yeah, man. Like the way the quote went exactly. We're looking to bring in a possible, a possible. We're, we're sorry. We're looking to bring in possibly an outside company to really look, take a look at the analytics side of what we do, baseball operations in general. Owner Hal Steinbrenner told to the Associated Press Sports earlier today, like that's exactly what he said. And as if I was a, if I was an owner of an of some sort of analytics company. I know you are sending emails like crazy right now to the Yankees to try to get that number. Because guess what? If you could bring the Yankees back to greatness analytically as well, bro, we'll be the happy. We would be the happiest men on this podcast. <laughs> like, if, they, if they want to get rid of the analytics, if they want to really do a deep dive, there's like there's really just a handful of places they, they could go to. Well, number one on the list is probably going up to Seattle and going to driveline baseball. And they, because they, the tons and tons of guys go there every off season. Go to driveline or spend more money giving Cressy more because you got my, uh, you got Cressy, Eric Cressy, who does a lot of stuff as well. And he's and he's, and he's the four one of the four forefront in, in in the plyometrics and 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 the health part of it all. But go to driveline; they got all the stuff. I mean, hell, we it had. It How much do you know about this, Mark? You know about about, 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 the, about the analytics side. I know some. I'm not. I'm not up to. I'm not as well versed as I should be, but I do know that. I do know what, what the Yankees are looking for, and you got to remember this too. The, the Yankees have one of the things that they did was they they bought full, they fully bought into this, especially after getting after punting um, uh, the previous hit, the previous hitting coach, uh, the old guy name name escapes escapes me right now. Um. Oh, uh, I know. I know. One of you guys are going to tell me in a minute, but when they when they got rid of him and they brought and they brought Matt Blake in there and the two and and then got Garrett Cole immediately afterwards. That's when they changed. They, everything changed because they brought more of the the high speed cameras. They brought more more of the analytics into it all. That's what like if if you want actually want to go crazy, Sonny Gray was saying back, way back when when he was pitching for us. He goes, they, the Yankees don't have any of the any of these high end uh, uh, sabermetrics or high end analytics that. We uh, that he had that, and not just in Oakland, but he had it at Vanderbilt. So if you got a college that's got that, and the Yankees weren't doing that, I mean that's a big that's a big problem to a certain extent. You don't have to always watch the numbers, but it's it's getting the numbers and interpreting the numbers the right way. And the same thing was happening with, um, they did the same thing for the hitting side, except the hitting side did it didn't translate. You know, like that Dylan Lawson didn't it didn't translate into it's they. Yeah, David. Thank you very much. It was it was a uh, Larry Rothschild. Thank you very much, buddy. Um. So yeah, but on the hitting side, Dylan Lawson hit strikes hard. They got, the Yankees got out of what made the Yankees a juggernaut, which was 
finding which was wait sitting on pitches, making sure the starting pitcher gets eats up, you know, they eat up starting pitching pitchers of pitching allotment and smash the crap out of baseballs that they know are coming in there. So I think I think that's I think changing up the whole analytics department is going to be great. I think that they need to not just go outside, but I think they need to start bringing in guys from other organizations that can bring in new metrics and new um, algorithms to show. I think you take some of the better teams. You 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 know you take a look at um, Atlanta. You took it. You take a look at the at um, the Dodgers and take a look at Tampa Bay and start plucking some of the guys from there and bring them into and bring them into the fold. I think those. I think that's where you start. Yeah. Uh, to talk specifically with driveline, guys like Nolan Arenado went there. J.D. Martinez went there. And Arenado went there, I think, two years prior. And he had literally the career year last year. And this year, he's still, per, he's still you know, doing great at like 33, 34. So I think a guy like Giancarlo might benefit from going there just to learn how his body works better, potentially, and, and how to be more efficient in, in being, uh, you know, probably a better hitter some way, somehow, right? Uh, driveline takes into effect everything from your big toe all the way up to, like, your head. And they, they see everything, and, and they, they analyze everything. So um, that would be kind of cool. J.D. Martinez got a resurg- had a resurgent year this year because he went to driveline in the offseason. Like, they were showing videos of Mookie Betts going up to, to driveline. Yeah, exactly. Betts is kind of has been turning around right now too. So I mean, mm-hmm. it's 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 the place to be. I mean, they they if you want to invest the money, you invest the money with the best. You want to be the best, you invest the money with the best. Hundred percent. Like they said, to be the best, you gotta you know sometimes you gotta spend the best. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it, like it's gonna be worth it. I think if if I, I, you know Judge has his guy that he goes to and he does his own thing on the side, um, and if we could find. We just need to find John, a way for John Carlos to have a resurgent year at 34. Like if if we if we look at the second half, like the past two second halves, the second half of last year, 2022, it, uh, atrocious, at, like just absolutely atrocious. Um, second half of last year, he had a 38% K rate. Like what? <laughs> and and it. it, it it's gotten into this year. Like, this entire year has just been terrible, right? 29% K rate in the second half of this year. Um, he's barely um, he's barely league average the second half of this year with the 103 uh, runs created plus. Um, there. The slugging's been there, 458 slug. But it's it's been a really long time since Giancarlo's been good, and it's been since 2021. Like, where we put up a full season of being like an above average player. So maybe we are seeing a decline and we got to find a way. He has to find a way for him just to get back to being like, just better and, and somewhat average. Danny, yeah. I love you, man. Danny, I love you. But it's like, it's funny that you need to see the numbers to show it to you that like, I saw it. I, I don't need the numbers to tell me this guy, he, he he's done. No, no <laughs> I don't. Well, no, no, no. But that's the thing. Like he, he was good recently and he was feared recently. So there's mm. things that he could clean up and I'm not ready to give up on him just yet. I, I'm just not, we, we still owe him 25 million, like over the next five years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he needs to find a way 
to be better next year. No, like no if and like this past two years have been terrible, right? Uh, Okay, but he like, needs, well, I think well, I think part of it is going to be his training regimen. I think he's whatever whatever what he's been done in the past that needs that needs to change. He's got to right. do more plyometrics. He's got to do whatever it is, more stretching, more yoga, more Pilates, whatever the case may be. Those are the things he's got to do. He's got to do, and that's really really what it comes down to it. That's the bottom line for for what he has to be. He can't be mm-hmm. benching three three fifteen anymore, or you know whatever or whatever deadlifting. But- you know, deadlifting four five hundred, he can't squat four, you know, five hundred pounds anymore. He's got to, he's got to be able to move. He's got to be able to bend. From everything that I've read, that he he has gone away from that, and he has gone into more yoga, plyometrics, and and stuff like that. It's just the lower body industry, uh, the lower bar, the lower body injuries are are just catching up, and we 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 need to find a way. He needs to find a way to to be on the field every day. And if we could get Giancarlo Stanton for 130 games, a healthy Giancarlo Stanton, like this team is exponentially better. And I'm not talking about the 205 batting average with the 450 slug. I'm talking about the the 250 with the 520 slug, right? I I, 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 I get you. I really do get you. Like, but okay, my thing is this: it's let's say in the off season, how. And stand, have a talk, blah blah blah. And there is the possibility that he does go someplace. He will. He's willing to go someplace else. And the Yankees are the the Yankees and whatever team. I don't know. I'm not going to say, but whatever team they could make a deal. And that were to happen, are you going to be upset or crying if we lost him? No, I wouldn't. No. So, like, let's be real. Like, I could see it. I, like, realistically. It, I, I would not be upset if we have him again next year, but I'm also not going to be angry if we got rid of him this year. It, it depends. And honestly, this is the lowest his value is ever going to be. Uh, like, if we get rid of Giancarlo Stanton, we need to hire up the, you know, the, the ante in terms of the, in terms of the, the value. Um, the Dodgers, like we, we've been saying, will probably be the only team in play and unless they get a, get rid of J.D. Martinez, um, John Carlos Stanton is going to be a Yankee. And that's just the reality because he's not he's going nowhere else. Yeah, he's got yeah, he's got he's got a full trade. He's got a full no trade clause. He's yeah. got he, he's got that plus he's got 10 five rights anyway. Yep. So he's he's a he's a wrap. He's going to be here. So for, he's, he's he's here for he's here. So it don't matter. I just need him to be better. And if there's a way to, to do that, he needs to take advantage. And that's my only thing. Like, I'm not ready to give up. Like, we see what DJ's doing now. He's, he's, he's resurgent. He's back to being the old DJ that we've been seeing for a long time, where he's put in a lot of impact, opposite field, pulling the ball in play. He's striking out less, um, better at bats. And... We need those two dudes. Like, if we have any shot of doing anything in 2024, yes, we need the young kids, but we we also need our vets to be who they are on the back of their baseball cards. And if they're not going to do it, then we need to find a way to replace them. And, you know, it's bottom line. You know, that's just how it is. That's just how this business is. Or play them less. That's well, why. I think, good, yeah. yeah. I think I think they're showing them right now. Like, hey. The fact of the matter is that the Yankees made this made this deal made this right now that they're getting rid of guys 
to to bring up youngsters to show that these that and mind you, it's not like these youngsters didn't deserve to come up. They they're killing. Well, Wells mm-hmm. and Jadon are killing it, and they deserve they de- they deserve the shot. And the fact that they actually are giving them the shot because they deserve it is something crazy. Yeah. I also think that I also personally think that Esteban Florial deserves a shot this year too because he's been absolutely smoking the ball down in AAA. Twenty four ding, twenty four jacks. You know his his uh his batting average is really good. He's got RBIs, stealing bases, and guess what? He could when we had a problem in left field. Guess who play who can play the outfield? Stephon Floreal, and they and they he's another guy that they turned around and did not give a shot to, or they gave a shot fake shot to him whenever they they call him up for five days, played him one day, or use him as a pinch runner and send him back down. Couple, yeah. You know, it was. I, that, that's all. That's that's a pod. That's an off-season podcast that just yeah, ranked on on, <laughs> on, yeah. on 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 stupidity that that's happened. Yeah, twenty-four homers, twenty-three stolen bases, two eighty-five. Um, Batting average for Florial this season at AAA. All at AAA. The highest level of the minor leagues where you get, you know, your top, some top prospects, former big leaguers, a lot of quad A guys, but, you know, he did it. And he did it for a full season. He stayed healthy, which is something that Florial just hasn't done. You could argue his entire career, but um, this is the type of dude that he is. And he's toiling in AAA, which is terrible. <laughs> yep, it is what it is. Yeah. Hefe? I think that's going to, Danny, unless you have anything else, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Everybody, so, please uh, remember, remember our merch store. Go to our merch store. It's in our link tree. Okay, we got all this beautiful stuff. All of it. You know you want it. For those who don't know, it's linktr.ee backslash Real Bronx Muchachos. Go give it a whirl. Uh, Alex is showing, for those who are watching right now, Alex has got the the military colors up there. Proceeds Mm -hmm. go to the Wounded Warriors, I believe. That's what our book is. We we also got electronic stuff. We got the ladies gear. We we got some more, some hoodies, some sweats. We got glasses, you know, in case you got a little whiskey or a little wine you want to have, whatever you want to do, you know. Go for it. For me, Mark, Danny, thank you for watching. Muchachos are out. <laughs>